Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 45. Small business owners and entrepreneurs, you are invited to my next Google Hangout, where we are discussing all the ins and outs of how you can add 100K in reoccurring revenue to your business in the next six months. I'm walking you through the exact strategy that I used in my business and that all of my clients are now using to catapult their growth and profit. If you're interested in creating a six-figure breakthrough in your business, all you have to do is text the word profit class to 44222. Pause this episode right now and text the word profit class, that's all one word, to 44222 to get your invitation. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am super excited to introduce you to our guest today, Butch Bella. Butch, welcome to the show. Excited to have you here. Kelly, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much. You got it. All right, let's dive right in, guys. So Butch Bella is the owner of Dallas-based Business 2 B2 Training and Development, where he is a speaker, sales trainer, and author. He spent almost 16 years with a large regional wholesale distributor. He helped grow them, get this, from $35 million in annual sales to more than $250 million before buying the company with a business partner. Today, he works with organizations and salespeople to help them get more appointments, land more business, and retain their customers. Butch has been married to his high school sweetheart and best friend, Angie, for almost 30 years. They have three amazing kids, Jonathan, Whitney, and Sydney, who are his proudest accomplishments. Though they haven't had their grandchildren yet, they do have two dogs and three grand dogs. Butch, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. And after that uh, intro, boy, I better I better do something now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So listen, I'm super pumped to have you here. Um, the listeners know I talk about the importance of sales and marketing pretty much on every single episode because it's the number one thing that I see holding people back from accomplishing their goals. Now, I know that you are the author of the 10 Essential Habits of Sales Superstars. So I would love if we could dive in and really get into some meat and potatoes around what those 10 essential habits are. Absolutely. And, and Kelly, as you know, that uh, most, uh, I say most, well, what is it? 80% of small businesses in this country fail. And, and you know, as well as I do, they don't fail because the entrepreneur did not have a good pizza recipe or they weren't a good electrician or they weren't good at uh, monogramming or whatever business they start. That's right. They fail because they're bad at sales and marketing. They think, hey, I'm going to go open a business and hang a shingle out and all my friends are going to come do all this business with me. And that's not how it works. Right. Exactly. You, know, you, you have to get out and sell, 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 just like anybody else. You've nailed it. And I want to dig into something, and I know that you talk a lot about this, Butch, so I, I really want to hear your feedback on this. You know, I think there's a misperception that sales is like a born with trait, or it's a type right. of personality, or it's a certain kind of person. And I think it couldn't be further from the truth. Talk to me about your philosophy around becoming a good salesperson. Well, as the great Zig Ziglar once said, I've never opened up the newspaper and, and seen where Mr. and Mrs. Smith gave birth to a seven pound, eight ounce salesman. Mm -hmm. So, that there, there, you know, there's no such thing as a born salesman. Everything a professional salesperson, and I, I will always specify professional salesperson uh, because there are salespeople that are not professional and we all know that. But mm -hmm. everything a professional salesperson does is a learned skill. Yep. Now, the issue is, do you want to take time to learn it? 
And yes. a lot of people say, well, I'm not a salesman. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. But guess what? I'm not a dentist either. But if I went to school to be a dentist, I could be a dentist. But mm-hmm. just like a box of business cards does not make you a salesperson, I can't go put on a white coat Monday and start pulling teeth or, you know, they'll put me in jail. Right, so right. <laughs> take the time to learn the skills that it takes to be a professional salesperson. And, and it's not about... Uh, being born with a certain set of, of uh, innate genes that make you a salesperson. The first thing people have to do, Kelly, is understand sales is something you do for someone, not to yes. someone. And there's this great misconception that, oh, Butch, if you're good at sales, you must be one of those guys that can talk people into anything. Mm-hmm. No, my, my job as a professional salesperson is to take someone and find out what they want and help them get it. Now, let me specify this. People in sales will always hear, oh, well, you need to do a needs analysis. You need to do a needs analysis. You need to do a needs analysis. Well, guess what? People don't buy what they 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 need. They buy what they want. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the example I give people is in uh, May of 2009, I had triple bypass heart surgery at 43 years old. Now, if you would have asked me on May 18th, Butch, how would you like triple bypass heart surgery? We've got it on sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I would have said, I don't want it, don't need it, I can't afford it. But on May 19th, when they showed me I had a 70, mm-hmm. 280s and a 90% blockage, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing I want your listeners to understand. Nothing changed. My heart didn't get worse. My finances didn't get better. The only thing that changed was the information available to me. Mm-hmm. So for your customers, no matter what business you're in, how can you find their blockage? Because you, they have blockage just like I did. I was walking around a ticking time bomb, right. but I didn't know it. Right. Right. And that, that's what a professional salesperson does. They find the blockage and then become the expert to, to, to help solve that problem. Perfect. Absolute gold, Butch. I love it. And I've never heard someone put it that way, going back to kind of where you started, because there was so much great stuff that you just shared right there. But you said it comes down to do you want to take the time to learn it? Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things that I see is that, you know, I always I say this all the time, you know, with YouTube and with podcasts and with the the library and with the Internet. Now you can learn anything absolutely for free if you're committed to it. Right. And so, you know, know, Kelly, I I was going to say, I say when I speak sometimes that there is no excuse in this country or in mm -hmm. this world today to not know anything you want to know because the information is out there. Yes. Yes. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think it's about honoring yourself and honoring the God given talent that you have and honoring the fact that you decided to go into business. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your customers. You owe it to your employees. You owe it to the future of the people that you got in to business to impact to learn sales if you're going to be in business. Because if you choose not to, you will be disappointing a lot of people and you'll be hurting a lot of people, mostly yourself, when you go out of business. And it probably won't be pretty when that happens. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, it's strange. I published a post on, on LinkedIn recently uh, called You Won the Lottery. And it's something that came to me that because, you know, every now and then the lottery gets up there to a point where Mm -hmm. everybody just goes crazy over it. 
And, and here's the thing that I will tell your listeners. Your talent, skills, and ability are like holding a winning lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. But are you cashing it? Yes. I love you, that. You are holding the winning ticket, folks. But you have to take it upon yourself to go cash it. I love it. Beautiful. So here's what I want to talk about. Okay. Um, you know, most entrepreneurs know that they should sell. And I think at some level, they, they also know that if they did sell more than they are now or at all, because I find a lot of entrepreneurs that literally like refuse to pick up the phone and, and wonder why their business isn't growing. They, they know on a deeper level that they need to sell, they should sell, but there's still something holding them back. There's still something that prevents them from moving forward. Talk to me about some of the mindset shifts that you feel entrepreneurs can make that will get them to the point where they, you know, raise their confidence, raise their discipline and and make a move to, to learn sales and get started doing it so that they can see the results that they want. Sure. And and you'll hear me a lot of times uh, in, in my writings and speaking and so forth. I quote the masters, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, a lot of them. Jim Rohn always said, if you don't like where you are, change. You're not mm-hmm. a tree. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's so much truth in that. And and in my book, The Ten Essential Habits, one of the habits that, that I, I, I talk about, make 10 new contacts a week. Mm-hmm. And and that that's not a lot, folks. Mm-hmm. That's two a day on a five-day right. work week. Now, right. here's the problem. Social media has made us antisocial. Mm-hmm. All I want you to do is establish new habits. Now, what happens all the time when I teach this, this process is I'll have somebody and they'll get so fired up, they'll go out and meet 46 people this week and none next week. Yes, yes. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's the wrong approach because you did not establish a habit. Right. I would rather you do 10 this week, 10 next week, 10 next week, than do 150 this week and then not ever do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can take it in bite-sized chunks and just say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get outside my comfort zone. And, and, and friends, here's the thing. The reason it's called a comfort zone is when you bump up against the edges, it gets uncomfortable. Right, right. And, yep. and, but, but you know what? That's called growth. Yes. That's called learning. That's yes. called getting better. You know, um, I promise you, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's muscles hurt as he got stronger. Um, Tiger Woods' hands bled as he practiced to get to be the greatest golfer of his generation. So nothing is going to come easy without getting outside of that comfort zone. But let's talk about 10 new contacts a week. Where are these people? They're everywhere. I did not say go find 10 prospects. Because here's the thing, Kelly, I've been doing this 30-something years. I don't know what a prospect looks like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I defy anybody to drive down the road and tell me, okay, that's a prospect. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. we do is as, a, as salespeople and as business people, we look at somebody, oh, well, they're not going to buy anything. Well, no, not with that attitude, they're not. So get out, introduce yourself to them, and have a nice positioning statement. It doesn't have to be a, a, a long, drawn-out um, elevator speech, you know, just I'm Butch Bella with B2 Training and Development. I work with salespeople and businesses to help them gain more appointments, win more business and retain more customers. What do you do? And start a conversation. Get your head out of your phone. Talk to the person behind you at Starbucks, at the grocery store or whatever, and, and, and just be social again. And you, if you keep up with it, that's two people a day. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. One of the best pieces of advice that I got way back so many years ago um, from one of the first coaches I ever had was she said, you know, just make sure you talk to three people. You have three conversations every single day with someone about your business. And it seems so simple, yet it's so profound and it's so powerful and it nets real results. So I love that. Can you dig into some of the other essential habits, uh, you know, for sales superstars? Sure. And, and one that, and when I do the program live, one that makes people kind of groan sometime is get to work 10 minutes early. Mm. And, and you'll see everything centers around the number 10, but get to work 10 minutes early. And here's why. 10 minutes a day over a 48 week work, work year is more than 40 hours. Mm-hmm. That's more mm-hmm. than one full week of work mm-hmm. that you're producing and your competition doesn't even know you're open. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to go in and play on the computer, check your fantasy football or play on Facebook and do Pinterest or whatever, just stay home. Mm-hmm. But the ta- that, what I want you using that time for is to get yourself mentally, emotionally prepared, get your materials prepared so that when it's time to sell, you go to work. The biggest thing thing that kills me about salespeople is I see so many of them spending their selling hours on non-selling tasks. Right, right. If you, if, if your greatest potential customer, and I don't care what business you're in, what, if you're a solopreneur or if you have a small group of people, if you had a customer walk to your front door tomorrow morning with a check in hand and you had to do anything but turn the lights on for them, you are not ready to do business. Mm-hmm. And I want you using that extra time in the morning to get yourself ready, get your materials ready so that you can be productive and be successful. That's one. The other one that, that I tell everybody um, is get 10 referrals a month. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's the greatest, as you know, that's the greatest business mm-hmm. you'll ever get. Mm-hmm. But here's the trick about referrals. There's, there's three things I tell people about referrals. Number one, if you're going to ask for referrals, be referable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Conduct your yes. business and conduct yourself in a manner where people want to refer you and that you're professional enough and that you are uh, the type person people would gladly send their friends, families, and neighbors right. to. Right. The second thing, and this is a great tip for your listeners. Hopefully they'll write this down. Give referrals. Mm-hmm. I so think that you, is huge. Um, yes. Here's the thing. If you have two different customers, start thinking, how can I, if you've got, a, a, let's say you just have a small business that has 50 customers. That's okay. How can you put two of them together to let them do business with each other? Now you have become the connector between the two and both of them think of you as the person that referred them to each other. Now when they think of Kelly or they think of Butch, boy, they're a referring person. They really helped us. And all of a sudden they start thinking of ways they can help you. It's the law of reciprocity. It will come back to you. Don't go into it with that idea. Go into it looking to help them and it'll come back. The third thing about referrals is ask. Mm-hmm. And there is, mm-hmm. and you have to ask. There, nobody's just going to call you. Hey, I got a referral for you. Um, there's a proper way to ask, and it, it is not. Uh, hey, do you uh, know anybody? Uh, you know, uh, you know. Don't ask if they know someone because they can answer that question with a no. Mm-hmm. 
right. the way to ask right. for a referral is who do you know I should exactly. be talking to? Mm-hmm. And your voice inflection should be in a, in a manner in which you're expecting an answer. So th- those are just a couple of the habits that, and they are habits. And yeah. you've you've heard Kelly as many t- as times as I have. And and you can manage what you can measure. And in my book, I give people actually the spreadsheets to keep up with their ten contacts a week. Because the worst part is to get to Thursday and say, "Man, have I got two or have I got eight? Right, right. What have I got seven? Is well, how do I need? You know, if you're if you hit Thursday and you're at nine, you go, "Man, I'm this week is rocking." Mm-hmm. But you know it. You can measure it. If you're going to get 10 referrals a month and you get to the 27th and you are at 10, hey, go ahead and get you an extra one. But guess what? I still want you to get 10 next month or you're not developing a habit. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and you know, one of the things that I talk about all the time is, you know, when it comes to increasing your sales, consistency and frequency outpull every other metric. <laughs> Beautiful. So and I try to explain to people, you don't even have to be that good. Right. But if you're the person that's consistent, if you're the most aggressive, if you're the one that's in touch the most frequently, if you're the one that is persistent and consistent, you're going to get business. But if you don't ask, no matter how good you are, you will be overlooked. They will the, forget about you. Yeah. The bar is pretty low these days, sadly. It does not take a lot to stand out. Right. No, it, I couldn't agree more. I, I absolutely couldn't agree more. It does not take a lot to stand out. And I want to go back to your comment about get to okay. work 10 minutes early. Okay. So I really want to dig into this. You know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs and um, small business owners that listen into the show. And, you know, whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur that's working full time and starting a business on the side, or maybe you're a stay at home parent that has kids running around all day and you're trying to get a business off the ground while doing damage control, or maybe you're someone that's running a, a multi million dollar corporation, you have a bunch of salespeople working for you. I can't express the importance of the simplicity and the power of what you said there. Because what I find all the time, Butch, and I don't know if you see this as well, but, you know, it the little things are the big things. Like those little habits are yep. really the things that either, you know, skyrocket your sales or totally hold you back. And, uh, you know, I even tell people to carry around a note card with them that reminds them what to do when they have a 10 minute window of time, because I find people waste those moments and the moments are what add up to their results in the day and age that we live in. No one has the luxury of sitting for hours on end and just saying, you know, for the next five hours, you know, I'm going to reach out, you know. It's about finding those 10 minute pockets, being productive, being focused, knowing who you're going to contact, what you're going to do and making the most of the availability, you know, that you have. You know, I, I'm, I'm, that is a perfect segue. And I know, and believe it or not, to, for your listeners, we did not plan this. But one of my favorite habits is one that I learned from my mentor who uh, I was, he was the person that I bought the, the wholesale distribution company from. And I still, I talk to him today. We talk all the time, and that's been, uh, I met him 30 years ago. But anyway, uh, he always had me keep a top 10 list. And in the book, I talk about the fact that David Letterman made a million dollars with a top 10 list, and so can your listeners, because a top 10 list is literally a list of your top 10 prospects in order of the fact that they might, that the next one on top should be your next customer. Now, I don't care if you're selling, if you're, if you have a, uh, um, a one-man shop, you're doing printing, if you're doing a home-based business or whatever, there are people you want to do business with that are considering your product. 
Oh, if, absolutely. I mean, I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I, I'm sitting looking. I have like a life-size whiteboard that I keep in my office. And right. I always have my top 10 prospects listed exactly how you said. And I think people think they, they grow out of that and that as their business builds and scales that that's no longer important. And what I always tell people is that your 10 prospects are in alignment with your level and position in the organization. So your 10 prospects are going to be very different than the 10 prospects of the entry level salesperson. But if you are in business in any capacity, there should be whether it's 10 prospects, which are influencers at a very high level in the community and in the market that you're in, whether there are conference organizers, whether they're CEOs of other firms that could be a joint venture partner with you. Having those 10 prospects that are going to get your business to the next level, if you're an entrepreneur, it could be your next 10 one-on-one clients or your next 10 product sales. If you're a CEO of a larger organization, it might even be 10 prospects that you want to get into your organization for internal hires because sometimes that's your most important prospect as you grow your company. Well, and here's the reason I like to keep a top. 10 list because just what you said about that extra 10 minutes we have all been we've all gone to an appointment and oh man he forgot you're coming he's not in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now you've driven across town you confirmed it yesterday guess what that's a great time to get out your top 10 list because here's the reason here's the reason I love it is the one question you should ask yourself every day I used to call it my shower thinking you get up in the morning and you're thinking yeah. okay this is my day you think about in the shower planning your day is how can I move this relationship forward. So let's mm-hmm. just say you're looking at uh, Kelly Roach on the, she is in position one on my top 10 list. How can I move this relationship forward? What do I need to do? Do I need to send an email? Mm-hmm. Do I need to send a handwritten card? What do I need to do to reach out mm-hmm. to Kelly to move this relationship forward? And if you will do that with your top 10, here's the great part. Number one, will become a customer. Number two, will become a customer. And you'll literally have a list waiting to get on that top 10 list. Mm-hmm. I, I beautiful. I absolutely love it. Now, Butch, I have to dig in. I, I want to make okay. sure we don't get to the end of this interview without talking about this. You took a company from thirty-five million to two hundred and fifty million dollars in sales, and right. then proceeded to buy the company. You were that right. confident in its future. I, I have to know, like, share some of the key learnings from that experience, both good and bad, that our listeners can take and apply to their own business. I mean, that's just an incredible success and result that you achieved there. I worked for a gentleman that uh, his motto was bet the farm. And we we literally uh, went into every year with phenomenal, what he used to call big, bold goals. And we were not scared of goals. We were not scared of failing um, because we would go out and we would literally make our competition keep up with us. Mm-hmm. And we understood this is back really before the age of the internet so much. We understood how fast our business was changing and we took the position that we wanted to be the people to instigate change. Mm, we okay. wanted our cut. We wanted our competition going, Oh hell, I got to keep up with those guys. That's what we wanted. We didn't want to be the guys paddling like heck to keep up with them. Yes. We were literally investing in our business and in technology, and we were always looking at ways for our Here, – here's the question we used to literally ask ourselves every year. How can we make it easier for our customers to do business with us? Because we were in a commodity business where there were 
25 people did what we do. Mm-hmm. And they could have bought from anybody. And we found that the easiest way to get a customer was to make the transactional part of the process as easy as possible. And once it became more easy to buy from us than someone else, then the weight fell in our favor. And the other thing I will tell you is that the one thing I learned from him in growing that business, and this is actually probably my next book, Hire Hard, Manage Easy. Mm-hmm. You just you just talked about people that have a list of people they want to hire. The greatest hires I made in growing my sales force was when I took my time and I had my eye on someone. And it may have taken me two years to get that person, but they were my superstars. Mm-hmm. When I took the first person that fogged a mirror and was breathing and had a heartbeat and a pulse because I was in a bind, yep. I was replacing them in six months. Yep. And we grew our company by hire hard, manage easy. We made it so hard to get a job with us that we only got the cream of the crop. Beautiful. So much gold in this interview. I love everything that you're sharing here, Butch, because, you know, I think when you make short term decisions, you get short term results. When you make long range decisions and you're looking at the future, you're looking at where you want to go, you're looking at who you want to be. And you're saying this might be more painful now for the next couple months or the next couple weeks while we don't have anyone. But you know what? We're not settling. We're not bringing someone in that deep down in our gut, we know, you know, it's probably not going to be the right thing. And we've all done it. I mean, I've made the mistake. Certainly, um, we've all made that mistake. But I I love what you're saying there. And I think it just brings home the point, um, you know, that you have to apply to every aspect of your business, which is having a long-range vision and short-term decisions that are going to have long-term impact for sure. Absolutely. What were some of the, maybe the pitfalls or the mistakes that you learned from on your journey? I mean, you can't accomplish something of such great significance with having, without having some situations where you were like, wow, okay, won't do that again. Let's, let's do this better or different next time. Sure. What were some of those things for you? We, 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 we grew the company a lot through acquisition, and mm-hmm. we made an acquisition one time with a company. And in that business, the sales department controlled the customer a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And so if you bought a business, uh, the sales department was responsible for keeping those customers, even though now we were a new company. And I had we, we had this is back in like 92. We, we bought a company. And as we were working behind the scenes to close the deal, a competitor went and hired the top salespeople. And so we spent all this money on the acquisition and the salespeople were taking some of the best customers to the, to this guy that didn't have a, I mean, he didn't invest a penny in it. Yeah. And I was so, I mean, I was ready to literally kill somebody. Mm -hmm. Now this is how my mentor thought. And I mean, I love the man to this day, everything I've got to owe to him. He calls me into his office. I mean, I was, I was literally, he had to just about talk me off the ledge. <laughs> yep. And, and, and he, he said, he said, Butch, he said, let's think how we can work this to our advantage. And I'm thinking, yeah, you give me a stick and I'll work it to our advantage. And he said, you know, all those little customers that we really don't want out of this deal. And I said, yeah, I'm going through the list now. He said, let's get with every one of them and suggest they go do business with that company. We'll bog them down with all of that business so mm-hmm. that they don't have time to mm-hmm. take the ones we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And Kelly, I'm thinking, why didn't, why can't I think of that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because I, I, they were taking our A customers. And so he just basically said, hey, look, shove them your D's and your F's. Yeah. They won't have time to take care of the A's. Bog them down with the business we don't want. And so what I learned there was to be patient, that even though yeah. sometimes some things may not go your way, Always ask yourself, how can we come out better because of this? Because I promise you, if you'll back up and not get as emotionally involved as I tend to do sometimes, there is a positive in all of it. You can turn every situation into your advantage. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I love that. What a great example. Yeah, because I look back on my career and I look back on, you know, many of the times I think, and you can share if this has been your experience as well, many of the times when you're most frustrated that you didn't get your way, you then realize after the fact that the (laughs) reason you didn't get your way was because that would not have been a good thing. It would not have been a good thing, right? Kelly Garth Brooks beat us to it with the song, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers, Mm -hmm. you know, because let me tell you something there's so much of business yes. that is built exactly like that and and you only folks only in the rearview mirror can you determine yes. that and I, I heard uh, my a gentleman I'm in his mastermind course Aaron Walker I don't know if you know Aaron oh yeah I've uh, had Aaron Aaron, oh. actually, I've had him interview for uh, uh, one of my private coaching groups, actually. Love mm-hmm. Aaron. I'm, in, I'm actually in his uh, his Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind. And he always says, Butch, the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror for yes. a reason. And I love that because it's so easy to look back and go, man, we should have done this. But keep looking forward. Learn from the past. But that windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. He always tells me, Butch, quit looking in the rearview mirror. Look in the windshield. That is awesome. And so that's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. So listen. Butch, I know that you just came out with this awesome new book, Sales I just, Management. I think the world of him, he's just a super guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. He is. Um, I want you to share with our listeners just a little bit about Sales Management for Dummies. And I also would love if you can share where and how people can get in touch with you to learn more and, and keep the conversation going. Yeah, my, my uh, new book is Sales Management for Dummies from John Wiley and Sons. came out in October. Uh, it's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, my website at butchbella.com. You can pick it up there. It's literally 30 years of experience, and, and, and you learn in there the stuff I did right, the stuff I did wrong, and I'll give you a spoiler alert. There's a lot more wrong than right. But it was <laughs> it's kind of the book I wish I would have had on my credenza yes. when I had to put together a comp plan or to lay out a sales territory or or even do an agenda for a sales meeting. I tried to go through and 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 write the book I always wish I would have had. So that's available now. Uh, people can reach me at butchbella.com, B-U-T-C-H-B-E-L-L-A-H.com. And and for your listeners, as, as a special gift, if they will go to butchbella.com slash Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, they can get a free copy of my book, The 10 Essential Habits of Sales Superstars, just for listening to the show. That is so phenomenal. Thank you so much for your generosity. And just for everybody listening, that's butchbella.com forward slash Kelly. And we will link to that in the show notes to make sure that everybody can access that. It's an incredible free gift. Thank you so much for sharing that. My pleasure. So, Butch, you've shared some really great wisdom on the show today. I want to thank you so much for being such a generous guest and everything that you've been able to bring to our listeners here. Are there any parting words or last piece of advice that you want to share? 
You know, what one thing is, and, and I want to go back to your your first thing about people thinking they're not a salesperson. And I will tell you the, that I, I've hired and fired and trained hundreds of salespeople over my career. And I will tell you that it all comes down to what I call game. And I, you always hear people say, well, he's got game. She's got game or he's on her game. And I put together a DVD about it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to hawk it, but it's something that I really am passionate about. And when you're looking for that person or when you're looking to find in yourself, look for game because that stands for goals, attitude, motivation, and education. Mm. You know, I can teach you, I can teach you to sell. I promise you I can. Uh, you, you've got people that can teach you the product knowledge you need to sell the product you have. But here's the thing you have to bring to the table, my friends. You have to have goals. You have to have a great attitude. You have to be motivated and you have to want to continually educate yourself. And if you will do that, people like Kelly Roach can make you a superstar. Mm -hmm. It can happen for you. But that internal game is what you have to bring to the table. And here's the great part about it. Every one of you has it. You just have to uncover it. Beautiful. I love it. But you were an incredible guest today. Thank you so much for everything that you shared. And that was a great. Kelly, thank you so much. I, I, I love the show. Thank you for having me. You got it. You got it. All right, guys. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank so much, everyone, for being with us for this episode of Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you enjoyed the show today, I would be so grateful if you would pass this podcast along to someone that you think could benefit from the powerful content that we share. And if you haven't already, be sure to take a quick moment and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one more thing before you go, if you're interested in receiving an invitation to the webinars and trainings that I'm going to be hosting this year on how to raise your rates, close more clients, and find and build your A-team, just text the word IGNITE to 44222. That's IGNITE to 44222 and you'll be notified and added to the short list for everything we have coming up. Thanks so much to everyone for being with us today. And until next time, dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Still wondering what is going to finally be the tipping point to create that next or maybe even your first six-figure breakthrough in your business? Well, great news. I'm breaking it down and I'm walking you through step-by-step how you can create your next six-figure breakthrough on my next Google Hangout. All you have to do is text the word Profit Class to 44222 to get your invitation. Pause this episode now and text the word Profit Class to 44222 for my new free training where I'm answering all of your questions and I'm breaking down a step-by-step process to help you create your next six-figure breakthrough.